For renters, Montreal's most expensive neighborhood is downtown, where the average one-bedroom unfurnished apartment goes for $1,785 a month. Around the same time last year, a one-bedroom apartment in this area was $349 less. For tenants living in other major Canadian cities with even higher rent prices, this price point may seem like a dream, but many Montrealers are finding themselves pushed out of neighborhoods they've lived in for years or even decades. Montreal's largest moving day of the year, Canada Day, has just passed. Last year, about 100 households were left without a rental unit after July 1st, with many having to turn to emergency accommodation or other support. So what happened this year? More than 100 households in Montreal were homeless following moving day on July 1st. Across the province, 600 households are without a home. Many have had difficulties finding housing as rent prices continue to rise. But some have difficulties maintaining housing, with rent evictions putting tenants at risk of having to relocate. Owners will, I would say, jack up the rent, make a very big increase when there's a change of tenants. So when a tenant uh, leaves their apartment, they will put it back on the market at $500 or $600 or $700 more than the price that was paid before. This is illegal. This is against the law. And in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, many landlords have understood that they can freely increase the rent as they want when there's a change of tenant. I've just come across uh, having a lot of friends who have uh, faced and been rent evicted. And in my organizing as well, there are lots of rent evictions, um, just regular old evictions. That's a huge problem. Not being able to afford, afford rent, um, that is also a form of eviction and, and forced displacement. Tenants being forced out of their apartments aren't the only issue they face. Often tenants can live in conditions that are neglected by landlords, so it forces them to leave in search of better housing. But some tenants have been organizing to fight this. My building has had major issues with maintenance. My building specifically has had a lot of issues with, there was a massive mouse infestation that was not treated. Uh, we had a lack of proper heating, so some units were around 15 degrees Celsius in the winter. Uh, we had Wi-Fi speeds of around 1 megabit per second, which is not enough for even an online video, yet alone a Zoom. And it's a utility that's supposed to be included in our rent. Um, so that really impacts people who work from home. And yeah, a lot of broken appliances that have, weren't fixed for months, uh, despite many, many, many requests. This is not just me experiencing these issues, obviously. This is everyone in our building. We started organizing a local council in our building where we wanted to take action against our landlord. When he did find out that we were organizing in our building together, which is a legal right as well, he would single out tenants and send repeated messages asking, like, who was organizing it and trying to seek out, like, people who were heading it and kind of, like, mocking the tenants which is completely unprofessional. A McGill student who lives in a building in Milton Park says she's being exploited by her landlord. The building is managed by property management group Cogier, which owns 156 apartment buildings across Quebec, Ontario, and British Columbia. They raised the rent for this upcoming year. So starting next month, my rent is raised 60 bucks. And this building just generally doesn't do very much maintenance. And they're raising the rent under the pretenses of, oh, we need to raise the rent because of the increase of maintenance costs, but they're not doing any maintenance. There's black mold in the building. 
they just paint over it. The heating system is pretty old, so the heat is very high and it's hard to like manage it. And we don't manage our own heat. None of the tenants do. It's the landlords manage it. And so people open the windows and the pipes burst because the windows were open. So there was a flood. And then the next morning I woke up and I had no heat. Nobody in the building had heat and none of us had water. And we had gotten no acknowledgement of this from Cozier. They did not email us anything about how we did not have heat and water, even though they were aware of it. So it was pretty shocking to wake up with no heat and water in January. Gladys Etheridge, who also lives in a building owned by Cozier, has had issues too. I've been here for two years and this is probably the worst experience I've had because it's a corporation. And uh, I felt desperate at the time and then I didn't realize that I had signed a pact with the devil. He has three people that he's um, doing all the cleaning, all the moving of the furniture and cleaning the garbage. And these three people for all these buildings, he's going to have to hire more people. They're going to have to hire more people. It's just, uh, you can't cheap out on that. So I just think it's greed. It's coming down to greed. Gladys has also tried to fight a rent increase, but says she missed her tribunal date because the building had not repaired broken mailboxes. Both Melina and Gladys, among other tenants in the building and two others across Milton Park, signed a petition demanding that the owners address the issue within the apartment, cover repairs without asking tenants to pay for them, and reduce rent. Melina said the property manager allegedly said most of the people who signed the petition have moved out of the building, so the petition would not be considered. Since uh, late February, have we been organizing in the kosher buildings that we're organizing in? There was either a lot of garbage outside, it didn't look very well maintained. And so we spoke to a couple tenants and learned more of the issues going on inside and the specific issues that tenants were facing. And we realized there were a lot of problems in this building that the landlord wasn't taking care of. Local 514 reached out to Kozier for comment. Bridget Puglio, the communications director, said Kozier received a letter of dissatisfaction from tenants in their buildings located in Milton Park, adding that Kozier believes in respecting the environment of their tenants. Kozier will be meeting with the Montreal Autonomous Tenants Union on July 9th, but the union said Kozier was initially unwilling to meet, but became open after the union and Kozier tenants visited their office on June 2nd. Pulio said all work on their Octopus platform has been completed. Pulio said all maintenance communicated by their tenants via the Octopus platform has been completed, but the union said some requests have been ignored and tenants are still dealing with ants, mold, holes in walls and floors, broken dryers, and more. She added that the mail is delivered as usual despite broken mailboxes and said that in regards to the heating issue, the building and the heating system is old and does not adapt to rapidly changing temperatures. Subpar living conditions affect tenants' physical and mental well-being. These experiences are common for many tenants. In the last municipal election, housing was a top concern for 60% of voters 35 and under. But has Projet Montréal delivered better support for tenants since their re-election last fall? In their last campaign, they promised a landlord registry, which would require landlords owning property housing units of eight or more to register their spaces online in a public record. 
Landlords will have to disclose rent prices, vacancy, proof of inspections, if the building is up to code, if it's free of vermin, and if they have taken care of any essential repairs, or they have repairs that need to be completed. Property owners who don't register may face fines from $250 to $650 for the first offense. The second offense can be as high as $2,500. But what if landlords are dishonest? Public consultations on this project have just taken place. The city told Local 514 they are now in the analysis stage to put in place the best possible regulation. Fabien Papin, communications officer for the City of Montreal, told Local 514 to ensure the information documented in the registry by landlords is correct. Random inspections or any other form of adequate follow-up will be carried out by the city. Papin says if it turns out that any of the information provided to the city by the owner is false, the owner is liable to fines and their certification can be revoked. Another issue with the registry is that properties with eight units or more account for approximately 35% of the city's rental market, meaning that many apartments won't make it into the registry. So what should tenants look out for that is illegal? One example I know of, and this is something my landlord does, is he doesn't fill in Section G of the lease. And this is the part where it notifies lessees of the lowest paid rent for that dwelling in the 12 months prior to them renting it. By not filling in Section G, It allows the landlord to increase the rent significantly higher than what is legal. They get away with this because they specifically target out-of-province students or people who are out-of-province or out-of-country who are just coming to Quebec for the first time and they're not familiar with Quebec civil code or tenant law. So what should tenants do when dealing with a landlord who is not conducting necessary repairs, proposing illegal rent hikes? or taking advantage of tenants. The tenants union really helped, and I find that organizing tenants has a stronger impact than maybe even going to the rental board because it just takes so long. There's power in numbers, um, and uh, it's really easily easy for a landlord to isolate tenants and take advantage of them if they're alone. Um, but if you uh, are joined with your neighbors, it's a lot harder to do that. Have you had issues with your landlord? Let us know in the comments of the video version of our episode, available on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. To watch the video version of this episode and keep up to date with future episodes, head over to cutvmontreal.org to sign up for our newsletter or follow CUTV on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our reels on Instagram and share your thoughts in the comments. Thanks for listening to Local 514.